Hello, Alex. Hey, Taylor. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm actually really glad. I'm very proud of us. We're, we're on a roll. For being here. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so story time. So I've ever told you about the time I gave myself a concussion. Give yourself one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Let's hear it. I'm graceful. What are you going to say? Um, so <sighs> this was back forever ago, um, like 2011, 2012 time frame. And I, so at the time I was living in Sacramento um, and me and my best friend, Jared, who you met at the wedding, we used to carpool to work. So we both worked at Goodwill at the time. Right. Okay. So I would drive to his house in the morning and then we would take his car and drive to work. Um, and then obviously, you know, vice versa. So one day I had an eyebrow appointment and it was clear across town. And this is obviously in California. So, you know, um, takes an hour to get five miles up the freeway whatever yeah um so I had an eyebrow appointment as you do and so we were running late like we got to work late or something like that whatever so um rushing at at Jared's house he has two driveways and one of them is directly in front of the front door which I feel like is normal for houses the other one is on the other side of the front lawn and where it is positioned on the driver's side so if you pulled into the driveway like a normal person right um on the driver's side there's a rose bush that lines that side of the driveway to separate it from the the neighbor's yard right but if you're on so at the time I had an SUV okay if you're on that side no one from the front porch can see you like you can't see over the car Okay. okay that makes sense all right so I'm rushing I have to go I literally run to the driver's side door right and and I'm in a hurry and at this point Jared has already gone inside okay okay I go to open the door because I'm in a hurry. And I open the door right into my temple. Like literally (laughs) right here. And I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, oh my God, that hurts so bad. And then it starts to occur to me because I'm I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm getting tunnel vision and there's like spots. And I'm like, holy fuck, if I pass out here, no one will know. No one will know, right? (laughs) So I they how would they know? So I literally start running towards like around my car. getting all scraped up all these fucking thorns from this goddamn <laughs> rose bush that no one has trimmed run across the car try to run i'm stumbling at this point to the grass on his front lar- yard and i'm literally jared jared i'm concussion <laughs> all i remember is his mom opening the door and his mom i swear to god this woman thought we were on drugs we weren't but i swear to god she drugs. she's like taylor what are you doing I didn't black out, like I didn't pass out, but I don't remember anything other than laying in Jared's bed that night, or not that night, but like that afternoon. Obviously, didn't make my fucking eyebrows. I was gonna ask. No, people want to know. Like, (laughs) didn't make it. I still had caterpillars after that, but literally (laughs) laying on on Jared's bed and being like, "I'm so tired," and him being like, "Taylor, you cannot sleep." And I'm literally like laying there, and I'm so fucking pissed off because all I want to do is sleep, and he's like, "You can't sleep." He kept trying to make me sit up, whatever. Okay, this isn't even the best part, though. <laughs> the best part is three days later, I had a boyfriend at the time, right? So three days later, I'm at my boyfriend's house. I didn't go to the hospital. No one checked my eyeballs, nothing, okay? <laughs> three days later, I'm at my boyfriend's house, and I'm like, I feel really weird. Like, I feel very frail, right? Okay. And he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I just don't feel right. I don't even remember how the fuck I ended up at the hospital, but I end up at the hospital and they're doing all these scans. I apparently forgot that I gave myself a concussion because after one of the scans, they come in and they go, um, 
did you by chance hit your head recently? <laughs> Not me. I'm way okay. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. And they're like, okay, so you have a concussion, <laughs> um, a pretty major one. Like, do you mind telling us how you did it? And I was like, I, no. <laughs> no I'd rather not I'd rather not that. anyway so that's the story of how I uh I gave myself a concussion once it's not the first one I've had but it is the only one that I've given to myself <laughs> so take that for what it is but I have a question well okay oh wait, yeah, wait go no. ahead I I just want to say good news is that if your eyebrows are ever unkept I'll know exactly <laughs> what to do in this scenario <laughs> like I'm taking your ass to the hospital real quick <laughs> can we just do a cat scan um okay is, is it, it cat cat cats Cats scan. Is it cats? Because I'm the doctor. Oh, or is it Murray? <laughs> MRI. Murray. Oh. oh, yeah. See what I did there? But I have a question. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think that's a red flag? <laughs> the concussion? That or I gave myself a that concussion. That you had a concussion. Or not getting your eyebrows watched. Which of your story <laughs> is a red flag? It's all a red flag. All of it? Okay. Yeah. Well... I'd like to talk about that. Too. Let's talk about red flags. Okay, so we're gonna talk. <laughs> we're gonna talk to you guys today about red flags, um, as well as red hats, red hats <laughs> from Alex Cats. And I have a grinds my gears today, um, and I switched it up this week because I actually have a question for Alex. Mm-hmm. So, without further ado, Alex. <sighs> yes, ma'am. Can you please <laughs> beg me to start the show in? a country accent like like deep hender tucky oh balls <laughs> deep hender tucky yeah right. y'all kids get off my lawn <laughs> <laughs> i got a podcast to watch <laughs> <laughs> Well, <clears throat> sorry, was that loud? <laughs> no I, one enjoyed my ASMR last week. I did. Well, thank you. I got to drink it. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> fucking noobs. All right, so interesting, interesting topic today because it's like a, it's it's more popular than zodiac signs right now. Apparently, is uh, labeling people's red flags. And I don't know about you, um, but I honestly don't even think I have any. I think that's stupid. Other than your unkept eyebrows, no, like <laughs> uh, no red flags here. But no, if I'm if I'm being honest, because I asked Andrew, because like the whole trend right now is like asking your significant other like what your red flags are. Wait, that's a thing. That's a trend. You didn't know that. I don't want to know. You want to know? Yeah. Oh, so you can work on yourself. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. So red I can flag. Grow. Red flag. <laughs> that wasn't the right one. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Those black trauma sprinkles. Um. Well, no. So I had asked Andrew what my red flags were, and he said that I never return anything is a red flag, even though I say I'm going to, which I was like, okay. And then Oh, he, see, I wouldn't say I'm going to. I don't return anything I just, ever. I just forget. No, I, I don't even make the effort because I forget. Oh. I've gotten to the point where I'm just like, nah. It's mine now. Yeah. <laughs> I bought a broken dish the other day. Didn't realize it was broken until I, like, took the wrapping off, and I was so sad, and I couldn't bring myself... It was like it was five bucks. Did you glue it, or you just have a broken no, it was like dish? Ceramic. So you just have a broken dish in your cabinet? No, I threw it out. Oh, okay. 
Oh my god! All right, should have just lit a five ball, five dollar bill on fire. But you know. yeah, no, um, that that feels like a red flag to it me. Probably is okay. <laughs> um, that so that was one, and the other one was that my car is never clean. Uh, so it's <laughs> gonna be an episode. <laughs> I've I've always heard the saying that girls' cars are notoriously dirty and filthy on the inside, and there's just shit everywhere. Mm-hmm. And their bedrooms or, or house yeah. is what's clean. And then vice versa for guys. They take pride in their vehicle. Right. That should be, like, the clean uh, thing in their life. Right. And then their room is a mess. So it's just funny, like, you're, yeah. s- you're a stereotype. Well, am I? Have you seen my house? But on the, sa- <laughs> on the same token, um, what are you? Because that's another red flag. Because your car is spotless and your house is spotless. I'm explaining yourself. I'm crazy. <laughs> There's yeah levels. Yeah, I'm very OCD. That uh, yeah, I, I don't need Andrew to tell me my red flags. I list them out right now. <laughs> How much time you got? Uh, well, okay. So without us, you know, putting them on the spot and listing their red flags, let's talk about red flags. Just overall and in general, red flags. When you first meet somebody and when you start dating them, when you're in a relationship, engaged, married, like there's different levels of red flags. Um, Based on our listeners, I I think we just go super generic. Like, uh, so for me, one of my biggest red flags is that the guy doesn't have a lot of friends. Okay. Because you, you can tell a lot about an individual by who they surround themselves with. Fair. And if they're not surrounding themselves by quality people or people in general, it makes you wonder how they continue to shift from, I guess, one spot in life to another without maintaining those relationships. Are you just a finicky person? Do you have a hard time forming bonds and connections with individuals, which has caused you to not keep long-term friendships? Like, why don't you have a lot of friends? Well, so here's my question. Are we just saying in a general sense? Like, so for example, like some people don't generally, like if you've got an introvert, mm-hmm. are you saying an introvert's a red flag? No, no, no. That, and this this is all one-offs, uh, you know, very high level and stereotyping, right. so to speak. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean that because me personally, mm-hmm. um, maybe it's a red flag. <laughs> we're, we're getting in there today, but... I don't have an an overwhelming amount of close friends. Right. I have a lot of acquaintances, people I knew, people that I'd, you know, be there for in a minute if they did need something. But I wouldn't say, like, on my day-to-day, I have a lot of friends. But if you look at the quality of friends I have, I have very good quality, and I have some longevity. You know, I I have people that I went to elementary school with and middle school and that I've maintained a friendship with, you know, 30 30 years old now like <laughs> I, I was like Alex I was like wow <laughs> I gotta get used to it okay? I forgot honestly over the hump over the hill <laughs> halfway dead I'm just kidding <laughs> actually my mom passed away at 52 so I've already had my midlife crisis oh it was a good time mm-hmm. and yeah I'm I'm more than halfway there okay best case sound like Elman um so okay that's fair because I will say I don't know that I've ever actually been in a relationship with someone or even talked to someone that didn't have a ton of friends I will say though I have been in a relationship with someone who 
kind of stopped having friends while we were together. Like it became very us and not so much keeping caught up with your friends. And that to me is a huge red flag. Extreme red flag. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, and they always say that there's his life, her life, and their life. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're forming a relationship, it shouldn't be all about the other individual. And I, I think, <clears throat> excuse me. I think now that I've turned 30, <laughs> I can't believe Ew. I'm going to repeat it. <laughs> Disgusting. Uh, Everybody I've, take a shot of tequila every time she says oh 30. <laughs> Just for her. <laughs> I'm going to take one too. <laughs> uh, I, I think that we're all somewhat guilty of it in early uh, relationships where mm-hmm. you don't necessarily know better. You've never been in one. So you're in this high school or after high school relationship. It's, it's one of your first. And you want to spend all your time and attention with them possibly because that's what you've grown up seeing. You know, Mm -hmm. you see your parents together all the time. But marriage has a very different dynamic than high school dating. So I think when you're looking at that, you're expecting your full time and attention to go to that individual because Mm -hmm. that's what you know. But in reality, you very much need girls' nights and time to just go get a Medicare. (laughs) Medicare. Medicare. Uh, 30. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Um, a manicure and pedicure to yourself, like just, just pampering and self-love and care. And sometimes you just want to sit on the couch and watch Netflix and be a bum. I, I, I know it bothers you, but I like to sit in silence a lot. Dude, what the fuck I is know, wrong? It's so this weird, weird, but like red flag. I, en- <laughs> I really enjoy just sitting there doing literally nothing. No, no music, no TV to distract me. Sometimes I'll just scroll on my phone. I was gonna say, are you even on your like, phone in those moments, yeah, sometimes, or are you just sitting like, there staring at the ceiling, like, wow, this is nice. <laughs> I really like being. I can alone hear with the my ringing thoughts. in my ears. <laughs> I thought it was a tumor this whole time. <laughs> Imagine my disappointment. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Uh, yeah, we got to talk about you here. Let's not. <laughs> other high-level red flags for other people that are not Alex. Okay. Um, I hate it when they're rude to staff. Like at restaurants? Any, Especially restaurants. Okay. Those people are handling your food, you ignorant piece of, like, <laughs> you how dare you. giant pile of human trash. <laughs> um, okay, so here's my thing. And this is, I'm going to put myself on the spot here. Um, obviously I've grown as a, as a human, you know, I'm almost 30, (laughs) um, but I've grown, but I used, I did used to be rude to staff. And the only reason, number one, I was an entitled little bitch, but also (laughs) because I was in the restaurant industry. So like I knew what to, like, I knew what level of service should be being provided so when I wasn't getting that, I would get annoyed. So that's fair because at that point, you're not just being rude to staff for no reason. Mm-hmm. There, There's a disservice there that you are paying for. You know, when you're a waiter or a waitress, you're putting yourself out there in a very guest-facing position mm-hmm. where you now have to make a conscious effort to put a fucking smile on your face right. and be mindful of your table and what people are ordering and who's running low on things or anticipate their needs. I mean, there's, there's a lot of forward thinking that goes into, I'm assuming I've never, I've never done it myself, but right. that that's a huge ask of somebody. And some people have bad days and they're off. Um, I'm a benefit of the doubt kind of person. So usually mm-hmm. I, I give it. Um, so if it's warranted, I understand that. Well, but also I feel like for a long time, I kind of just thought they were robots. I'm just being honest here. Like I'm, I'm looking back and I'm like, yeah, like, like I used legitimate to... robots. Not well. Yeah. Like how teachers don't exist outside of school. 
Yeah, like that. Like you never see your waiter just walking around. No. You never bri- you never see your neighbors bring groceries to the car. Right. We're living in a simulation, Holy shit, Taylor. I don't. No, not even once. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's you ever wild. you ever seen a McDonald's being built? No. Nope. They just appear. <laughs> <laughs> Whose simulation is this? <laughs> <laughs> um, but wow. a baby pigeon? No. Cuz they're pigeons aren't real. They're surveillance drones. Like government. <laughs> Alex. All right, all right. I'm sorry. going off. So, Red flag. Okay, so, but, but. Alex is 30. We get it. But no, I literally, oh my God. I literally used to just look <laughs> at waiters, like not even like human beings. Like, isn't that so fucked up? No, you're a forward thinker too. Because that's really what this is turning into, especially with COVID and, and how people just don't want to touch things. And it, it like. There are legitimate robots right now down on the Las Vegas Strip that are tending to hotels and rooms and and customers. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know much much more on it. But yeah. <laughs> I'd like you. Ro- <laughs> I'd like you to cite your source, please. I, I I'll cite it after if you will. Well, um, please cite your source so I can add it into the post on Instagram because <laughs> I don't. Oof, that's scary. Scary times living. Wait, hold on. Really quick. I know this was to be about red flags, but I did see a video. I'm going to post it if I can find it again. I did see a video on Instagram last night because you know they have the fucking TikTok bullshit now. Like it's not TikTok, but it's TikTok basically. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So I can't get away from it. Anyway, um, there was a fucking video of literally an AI that looked like a fucking human. And then they opened the back of its head. It, it wasn't CGI. It was an actual video. And they opened the back of its head. And it's all a fucking computer and like a machine. And I was like, uh-uh, mm-mm, yeah. nope. It's happening. Mm-mm. It's happening. I'm about to start. Civilization is getting too smart for its own good and and too crafty and attempting to do what I think might be a little too much. Just a little. Just a little. Ugh. Okay. What are some other red flags for actual human beings? <laughs> Wait, do you think robots will have? Never mind. It's fine. Go ahead. Have red flags? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> gotta make them as lifelike as possible. Um, red flag. They don't understand or respect or care for boundaries. Okay. Um, physical or emotional, I suppose. Okay. You know, if you say I don't want to talk about something, and they keep harping on it. If you say uh, I don't want to be touched, I don't want to hold hands, I don't want to. You know, cuddle right. Just, just respecting boundaries when they're presented. That's fair. I have no argument against that. I agree <laughs> because I think uh, here's the thing. Because it's a very, it's I feel like it's a very. Um, as is me being serious, it's a very careful line to tread right now because I feel like there's so much in like the Me Too realm. Um, and I feel like there's also just a lot in like people becoming more self-aware. Like the one thing that I will say has been good that's come out of all of this, you know, societal hoopla um, is people's ability to be self-aware. I think we've had this conversation yes. about you can have too much therapy, but therapy's still good. Mm-hmm. Like you, there are people who have had too much therapy and need to talk about their feelings constantly. Yeah. And that can kind of be a problem because then you're playing victim with every situation, but also the people who have become self-aware and can take ownership for the things that they're doing, the things aren't doing. In any case, the fact that like being self-aware and your mental health and everything has become more um, acceptable and more like of a general line of like thinking 
um, and actually kind of like a, um, applauded, I think it is good for people to have those boundaries. Um, but I also do think that there are instances where I think it is hard for men and women to navigate because you don't know how much of it is I'm setting this boundary like because I need to set this boundary because of trauma mm-hmm. and how much of it is, you know, like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. But like, actually, they want to talk about it. And then if you don't talk about it, then if you don't continue to talk about it or press it, then they think you don't care. Yeah, no, 100 percent. I think in order to have firm boundaries, they need to be clearly defined right, by, and understood, you mm-hmm. know, uh, communication isn't just being able to speak it's being able to understand communication is a two-part thing yes so if that was I, very insightful yo that came off the top of holy the shit <laughs> whoa whoa <laughs> <laughs> sorry I continue. yeah so so assume that somebody says hey i don't like this just because you put it out there doesn't mean that the other person i mean heard you just just have surface level Mm -hmm. but after hearing somebody did they really understand what you were saying were you clear enough with your boundaries and expectations and were they understanding enough (laughs) to know this is where I draw the line this is something that's not okay it's 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 difficult because sometimes it could just be in the moment sometimes you don't understand that this is an ongoing boundary Mm -hmm. you know it's difficult to navigate and you have to have just very clear and transparent communication with with your partner or you know potential partner before it get, it crosses a line that you're now uncomfortable but to go off that you also have to have the self-awareness of what that boundary is exactly and yeah. and if you don't then be able to say i don't know what this is just right now i'm not comfortable or you know do you understand what i'm saying yeah. cuz you can sit there like there are times where like i'm if i'm being honest i don't want Cheney to like be all over me and touching me. And it's not because of a lack of attraction to him. It's not because of not like, like liking physical touch is like a love language. It's just the mood that I'm in right then and there. And is that fair? No, but it's also not fair for me to sit there and let him, you know, hug up on me or whatever. And like not want that. Do you know Because you can feel energy, right? Yeah. So being able to understand like, Hey, today or Hey, this week, I don't want you to touch me doesn't mean it sounds so mean it doesn't mean that like I don't love you and that I don't want you to other times it just means like right now I don't feel like it and then them respecting that but I feel like if you explain it to them like they're five and they still don't get it then that's a that's a red flag because it's like okay like I've explained this to you like you're literally five years old multiple times and you're still not respecting that boundary like yes that's a red flag because then it's like why can't you respect that boundary Mm -hmm. yeah well and and yeah 100 100 percent Taylor we we could probably go off on that one for Years. A hot minute. <laughs> 30 years. Uh, when they don't put their fucking shopping cart away. When you're done. <laughs> like at the store? That's such a red flag. That's just a red flag for everyone. That shit you drives think, me insane. You you would think, Taylor. I So here's, <laughs> here's my thought process on it. And correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. You... Grab this shopping cart. I'm assuming from the front of the store because people don't grab the the ones that you ditch in the in the you know dirt cement area or, or in the parking lot. I do now that I have a child because it's easier. But you know, go off. Okay. okay, most most people, I would think, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't pulled a lot, but <laughs> probably don't grab from there. They usually walk up to the store right. to get their cart because individuals are putting it back. 
now there's always that fight of like, well, somebody's being paid to do it. Like it's not my job. But how shitty of a human being are you to just not, you just walked an entire store Mm -hmm. over and over, possibly every aisle if you're me in Costco. But if you're walking through a grocery store with a shopping cart and it's tagging along with you everywhere you go and then all the way back out to your car, how hard is it to turn right back around and just put it in a, in a spot where it belongs? So a couple questions. Yeah. Okay. So like when you're at Target and there's a cart return, there's like literally two or three on every fucking parking aisle. That I don't understand putting your cart back. But what if you're at Hobby Lobby? Is it bad at Hobby Lobby? They don't have cart returns at Hobby Lobby. You have oh. to physically walk back into the store and put the cart back. That would make sense why Mantle takes so long when, <laughs> when we're done loading the stuff. I'm like, come on, guys, get out of here. So I actually just had this conversation with my mom recently um, in the Hobby Lobby parking lot because I was like, they don't have cart returns. She's like, they don't have them here either. I think they probably figure, financially speaking, why am I going to waste an entire parking spot on a cart return per aisle when I can just pay someone to go pick the carts up and it's fine. So for me, I will leave my cart out at Hobby Lobby if I'm parked far away, but I always make sure that it's stuck in one of those, like literally stuck on a curb Mm -hmm. because I don't want to hit someone's car. That's I mean, my that's, train that's of thought. You're like, no, I walk that bitch back. That's an orange flag. <laughs> I don't, but I don't know. It's the only place I've ever done it. Uh, my whole life, I always take the cart back. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, quick, quick in regard to the shopping realm, like another red flag, and this is not in dating. This was my fucking mom. She used to circle parking lots for for minutes upon minutes, oh, I hate trying shit. to find the closest parking spot. When again, you're about to walk this entire fucking store. <laughs> 10 extra feet is not going to kill you. But I swear, Taylor, she would I wait. Like I, I, Red flag to you, mom. Damn it, Pam. <laughs> okay. Do you think she still does that in Florida? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Florida doesn't have any shopping carts left. <laughs> They've been allocated <laughs> out. <laughs> uh, crazy exes. Oh, Red flag. And, and I say that not... That your ex is crazy, Mine and that's is. the red flag. It's the fact that you call them crazy, and they all happen to be crazy, or okay, or fair. some extremely crazy versus others. Now, h- here's my thing. They are your ex in this moment, in your new relationship. But what happens when that new relationship turns into an old relationship? You know, you break up, you've outgrown each other, whatever. Are you now the crazy ex? Is that just how you define people in your life? Was your ex legitimately crazy like you have you have terrible taste either way it's a red flag yeah it's Mm -hmm. just it's questionable because it makes you wonder like how there's two sides to every story right you know well three if you blur out some of both sides but i don't understand how some people have nothing but crazy exes because at some point it's just them it's taylor swift let me call Chaney in here really quick because both of his exes are batshit. But but that's what it is. <laughs> He's just into crazy girls, right, Taylor? <laughs> it's a haha. Ah. Anyway. Um. Yes. But okay. So no, I get what you're saying. Here's my thing. I feel like everyone has one crazy ex. At least one. I feel like everybody has at least one. However, yes, if someone is saying 
Every single girl they're with, oh, she's just crazy. She's just crazy. Yes, like Taylor Swift. Like, oh, well, it was their fault. Oh, well, it was their fault. Oh, well, they did this to me. Oh, well, they did that to me. It's like, well, no. Like, it, you clearly are in the wrong here somewhere. You, you're you not perfect. Yeah. No one's perfect. And it, it's more or less them not having anything good to say about their ex. So, right. so <sighs> there, I have some exes that it would be hard for me to say good things about. But I was with them for six months, a year, two years, you know, however long. You're going to tell me that that entire time was made up of just shitty moments and, and nothing but crazy? I, I have a hard time believing that. Now, I'm not saying you have to hype up the individual. Obviously, right. there were good times, and you don't want to, you know, be too fond of your ex. But if you only have bad things to say, to me, that's a red flag. So what's better or worse, though, like for, from your perspective? If you're in a relationship with someone and someone's sitting there and praising their, and not praising their ex, but like, and maybe this is a jealousy thing, which is another red flag, but like, let's say, you know, you and I are dating and like, I've said some things about my ex or like, well, we broke up because, you know, like they cheated or we broke up because whatever. But then like one day I'm like, oh yeah, like, you know, I have to give this, like, I have to give so-and-so credit. Like that was their idea. I have to give so-and-so credit because they put up with blah, 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 blah. Like, does that bother you more than them? I do that. Oh, okay. So that, that could be my own red flag. But I, well, and, and again, may, maybe it's just a, a different train of thought. Mm -hmm. But all of my exes, like I said, I, I spent some amount of time with them. They can't all be bad guys all the time. Otherwise, well, no. what the fuck's wrong with me? And there's, I mean, and it sucks to say because I feel like, like, obviously, as much as I don't want to hear any fond memories between Cheney and his ex, I have to assume that they had them because they were together for like five years. But same for me. Like I have, no, not the whole relationship was bad. Like I have fond memories with, with my ex relationships. Am I going to talk about it? No, not out of respect, you know, out of respect to, to Cheney, but I just feel like it's a, I hear, I hear what you're saying. I want to discuss, I'm not arguing with you. No, 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 I'm, no. I'm discussing. Yeah. I feel like it's a very, again, one of those topics. It's like, you have to try to f a fine line because it can go one way or the other so quickly where it's like, no one really wants to hear about exes. And if you don't talk about exes, then that's a red flag. If you talk about your ex too much, that's a red flag. If you're negative about them too much, that's a red flag. But if you're too nice about them, it's a red flag. Like, it's just, there's such a fine line absolutely and and I think that that line varies from relationship to relationship because mm -hmm. I've been in some where <laughs> my boyfriend at the time wants my past to have never existed yeah it doesn't matter who I dated it doesn't matter for how long they want to think of me as a fresh clean slate for them and you're all that they've ever had basically it, yeah. yes and, and I understand that. So you red take flag. that. <laughs> it is a red flag. <laughs> but you take it with a grain of salt in understanding that this person is not able to, you know, self-reflect or, or whatever and mm -hmm. discuss things that happen at, at a different point in their life, you know, before we even knew each other or before we started dating. Right. Um, I think that's just a matter of preference in your relationship. I've had some relationships where we can casually talk about exes and funny moments, sad moments, you know. Um, events, good times, fun things, whatever it may be. And it's just that it, yeah. it's just conversational and it, and it's okay. And then, like I said, there are others where kind of just got to walk on some eggshells and hope to not, you know, trigger past memories and black trauma cycle. <sighs> what, what, uh, what other red flags you got, Taylor? We, we got a, a few, um, when they don't eat cheese. That's fucking weird to me. I, like literally, uh, oh. I, uh, 
I, <laughs> you're like, oh, you I, just wait. Oh, I want to at this motherfucker. I, I dated a guy who hated cheese. Like, passionately hated it. And cheese is wonderful. It goes with everything, on everything. Like, And, and this guy, bless his heart, he took me to Italy. Fucking pizza, cheese capital of the world. Do you know how hard it was to find pizza in Italy that didn't have cheese on it? I wish we people found could it. see my face right now. Yeah, you look disgusted. How <laughs> the fuck do you go to it? Oh, oh boy. We, no, we, yeah, seriously. And he liked ordering pizza. So if we ever got pizza, it literally would not have cheese on it. That's it like was going sauce. to Italy and being like, I'm gluten intolerant. What yeah. you got? Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. I, that was That was a difficult one. That's weird. That was a hard relationship. I had it just teach. for the cheese. <laughs> I've never actually dated someone that doesn't eat cheese. So there's that. But I did have a teacher who didn't have a sense of smell. Oof. So she couldn't eat cheese. Because imagine the texture of cheese if you can't smell it or taste it. Wait, she couldn't smell it? Sorry. Taste. She either couldn't taste or couldn't smell. Okay. But either way, imagine. I think it might have been taste. But it was enough to mess with her just texture wise. Yeah, because she was like, what the Ugh. fuck is this? But cheese? Well, like, I feel well, like there's about, a lot Well, think like melted weirder. cheese. And trying to well, eat why that. Why is eating melted cheese? Oh, oh, like on nachos. Like. Yeah, and you're like, I can't. Like, what is this weird texture in my mouth? I guess that makes sense. That's yeah. the only exception to yeah. that rule. If you can smell and taste, the fuck is wrong with well, you? Well, and intolerance is actual legitimate. No, suck it up. That's uh, what I see. <laughs> Every person I know who is legitimately lactose intolerant eats cheese they'll suffer for They're, it yes yeah that's what i'm saying that they will spend six hours on that fucking toilet just to enjoy worth it those nachos yeah that quesadilla yeah that fucking milkshake yeah 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 fucking <laughs> so uh, cheese yeah red flag that is Fuck it's yeah, a huge Taylor. red flag um what else alex too gross too soon <laughs> okay wait hold on <laughs> what do you mean exactly oh, god um like they're just too comfortable yeah but like yeah. farting in front of you or like what well at so like what what date at what point in time is farting okay exactly that that's enough to make you wonder so <laughs> i understand <laughs> that guys are on their best behavior uh first date first few dates you know first mm -hmm. time hanging around to the point like i and i have a brother so i've grown up with these stories but to the point that guys will walk to the other room with their fucking bubble guts to let one rip and make it seem like they were blowing their nose or or just <laughs> literally because they can't breathe, Taylor. What's that? They like? are so backed up. And I don't <laughs> understand how guys work versus girls, but guys are just in constant pain if they can't just let one rip in, in comfort wherever they are. So I don't know what that's like because <laughs> when, I, when I started dating Cheney and apparently – well, I don't want to put anyone on blast. Um, when I started dating Chaney, we were literally, I didn't even think we were official yet. I was at his house. We're sitting on the, I'm sitting on the couch. And you remember the old house. The bathroom yeah. was like literally right off the living room. Mm -hmm. But like where you sat on the couch, you couldn't see the bathroom, right? But you could hear the bathroom. Yeah. Sitting on the couch. I don't know, smoking hookah. I don't know, doing what. And all of a sudden, I just hear... <laughs> And I'm like, just to be clear, that was Taylor's mouth and not a button. <laughs> Great A. Talent. Um, but no. So, and I'm like, what the fuck? And I, I look and you can see that the light from the bathroom, like you, cause the door is not closed. Right. Mm. And I'm like, oh, he, yeah. Are you okay? And he's like, 
Yeah. And I'm like, are you pooping with the door open? Yep. Uh, okay. Okay. So, so again, and I married this guy. Yeah, no, but here's here's the difference, Taylor. We just went from red flags to green flags. Because, Wait, what? Because, uh, look, I'm not a guy, <laughs> and I'm not speaking on behalf of men, but what I do know about men is that Andrew Cheney was very comfortable around you, and he knew that you were different. Where he was like, fuck it, I'm not going through three more months of holding in my shit right now. Like, <laughs> I'm breaking it in now. She's getting used to this real quick. I'm going to wipe this one up. And look at you now. Aw, look at me now. Pink eye and everything. We are raised. <laughs> <laughs> the viewers don't know. Listeners don't know. I've been sitting here scratching my eye for the last <laughs> 37 minutes and 43 Aww. seconds. At least your husband makes his shit in the toilet. <laughs> at Andrew Mantle. <laughs> I really think you should try my pooping backwards trick <laughs> and see how that goes. This man has shit on my toilet, <laughs> on my rug, on my heart. <laughs> Just constant. Uh, but that's how you know he's way fucking comfy and boot up. It's really hard to get stains out of the heart. Yeah. <laughs> Especially shit stains. <laughs> It's right on your chest. It's like a vapor rub. You can just constantly smell it. Even when you've cleaned it all off, it's still there. Like, is that, so it wasn't a dirty Sanchez. It wasn't intentional. It wasn't, but I guess not intentional. It wasn't mutual. It's consensual. It never, it never is. Oh, God. Boundaries. That's a dirty, no, that's not a dirty Sanchez. What's the one on your chest? Dirty Sanchez is right here, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I would think Hitler. No. Uh, I don't we're know. Gonna have to, we're going to have to. I don't know all the fun names. Somebody's just like, hey, can I shit on your chest? I'm like, yeah, it is Tuesday. <laughs> the most ignored day of the week. <laughs> what else do we have going on? Uh, we can get tacos after. We'll, we'll get yes, back after. to you. After. After. <laughs> Not <before> after. <laughs> Let's go get Taco Bell. Hey, can I shit on your chest tonight? Wait, I take it back. Maybe Tuesday isn't the best day for someone to Taco shit on Tuesday? your chest. No. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, ultimatums. Oh, yeah. I fucking hate ultimatums. I'll literally do whatever the ultimatum is because I hate them so much. So you, so ultimatums, basically, you'll do the opposite of what they're asking. Almost you, so always. You have an ultimatum, yeah. Almost always. Because one, how dare you? Yeah. But two, it, it should never come to that. You know? It, no, it, it shouldn't. It, and I mean, I could think of a thousand ultimatums. And I don't know that any of them would do justice because sometimes it's, you know, no, you're either going to stay home and hang out with me or, or we're done. You know, if you're going to have a girl's night or you know, text this person back and it's over. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, I feel like it's, yes. And I feel like it shouldn't get there because if you have good communication with one another and you are, again, setting those boundaries. Yes, yeah. comprehension. And you're setting those boundaries and you're having those conversations. It should never get to a point to where the other person feels like that's the only way out. Because again, if you're giving an ultimatum in a relationship, I have to assume that you think this is the only way to get them to do what you need them to do in order to stay in that relationship. Or you're a narcissistic piece of shit and you throw out ultimatums like it's a fucking adjective see all of the above yeah <laughs> uh no 100 percent. i i think people really put themselves in i i don't think that they put themselves in the other person's shoes i think it's exactly to your point they're doing it because they're confident that you're gonna make you know quote unquote the right decision and that they're you love them so much that whatever it is that they're asking for or hoping for is the right answer 
And it, it just doesn't work like that. Like, to your point, there is communication. You know, if it is one of those, like, hey, don't go hang out with your friends. You know, hang out with me tonight. Yeah. Uh, why? What are, what are the reasons, the pros and cons? I mean, it doesn't have to be, like, a full fucking pie chart of, of yes and no. But why... Why are you saying that I can't do something and and putting it in a position where there's no other alternative than for you to make this this decision in in the outcome and way I'm hoping for? Like you're you're yeah. truly hoping like they're going to say yes or no to whatever you're phrasing and go from there. So yeah, fall in line with the narcissism and the and the control issues. And I think, again, a bit, I, I honestly, too, like, cause to your point, because you just said something, I do feel like that control issues have a lot to do with people not being capable of putting themselves in other people's shoes. Like, 100%. Because if, yeah. you, if you are able to put yourself in other people's shoes, I feel like there's less of a need to control because you're able to understand. I feel like control comes from a place of not being able to understand. Absolutely. A situation and needing to, to understand it. So the only way you can understand it is having the control. Um, but yeah, I know that's one that I, and I'm sure I've done it. I'm sure I've done it to Andrew, not intentionally. Um, cause I am a, a bit of a control freak, but, um, I, I don't think it's okay ever. And I would hope if he made it this far in the podcast, that he's able to communicate with me when he feels like I'm giving him the ultimatum, <laughs> but I, I don't think I have in a, if ever, I don't think I have in a really long time. So anyway, um, but no, I, I, I do agree. I don't think it's acceptable. And if I've done it to anyone, I apologize. Well, I, and to be fair, sometimes ultimatums are warranted. I don't want to put out any examples, but sometimes rare occasions, certain dynamics, like I can understand why somebody is saying that. Like it's a, it's a last straw. And when they give the ultimatum, it's not an I gotcha exercise or I'm hoping that you say or do what I'm hoping for. It's truthfully like, look, this is my boundary. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a, an ultimatum by boundaries. Like, where you say, no, it is going to be this or this moving forward. And it may come off as an ultimatum. It may be shitty and it may cause the relationship to to ruin or, or end from there. But some of Tomatoes might be warranted. Based, I feel like that's on. the only time, though. I feel like if you are, have gone through everything, like, so, for example, if you're married, if you have gone through therapy, if you have gone, if you've had these conversations, if you've done everything and something still isn't changing, I feel like if you're giving an ultimatum at that point, you are okay with ending the relationship if, if things don't change. Uh, yeah. And I feel the, like that's when it's okay. Yeah. The caveat with an ultimatum is that you have to understand, like, they're going to choose one of two, mm-hmm. but, you know, p- potentially a third if there's one there. But if it's basically this or that, you have to understand that outcome is going to be one of those two and you might not be happy with it. But if you gave that ultimatum, you've now put yourself in that position where you have to accept whatever the answer is, whatever that outcome ends up being. So I feel like it's more of a like, if it's used as a tool for control, not okay. If it's used as a tool of like, this is where I'm at Mm -hmm. and this is the only way I know how to get you to understand Yeah, and I'm fine with either way, then that's fine. Yellow flag. <laughs> Definitely dark orange for sure. <laughs> dark orange. I have a lot more. <laughs> but we we can move on from red flags to a red hat topic. I, I want to talk about Santa. For those of you that have children in the car, um, this this part of the episode <laughs> is, is probably not safe to play 
I would definitely not play this in front of your children. Mm, Santa Claus. Is Santa a red flag? He only comes around one time a year. Believing in Santa? He makes a fucking list of whether you're naughty or nice. Mm -hmm. That's kind of... Sounds like my dad. (laughs) Before he died. But yeah. (laughs) Only comes around here and there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna... (laughs) Yep. (laughs) My dad said he was running out for milk and cookies. Or was it milk and cereal? I don't know. Same, same. <laughs> big, ch- big chunky guy with a beard. It took me way too long to get. I get it now. <laughs> uh, okay, so for those that don't know, I, I'm a little Jewish, uh, about 15%. We, we did the 23 and me. Yeah. Jewish. No. <laughs> um, so you mean Katz isn't an Italian last name? No, it's oh Jewish my AF. God. Pretty much Brand anything. New information. Yeah. Pretty much anything with cats, Berg, Gold, or Stein or Steen in it. Pretty fucking Jewish. Cats and Golden Bergenstein. Jewish. Wow. It's a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. So you're Jewish. So so I grew up Jewish. I grew up celebrating Hanukkah. I, both of my parents. Mm-hmm celebrated Hanukkah. So I did not have any transparency into Christmas or other, you know, alternative holidays other than Hanukkah. And as much as I enjoyed it growing up, now as a mother of my own, um, I'm realizing I don't know dick about Christmas. (laughs) And I I have to put together this entire life for this kid revolving around some made up fat dude that I don't even have a chimney in my apartment. How am I going to, you know what I mean? Have you not seen the Santa Claus? That man can make it work no matter where he is. How's he getting into my apartment? The, um, oh my God, the freaking the vent above your stove. This man is I have a a microwave above my stove. He's not, he's he's skipping over my poverty apartments. (laughs) I'm telling you, he'll, he'll find a way, but he only comes if you leave out milk and cookies. He will not stop if you don't have milk and cookies, and you can leave carrots out for the reindeer. I was going to say, well, uh, see, there are so many (laughs) fucking weird little things you guys do, you people. Uh, Like, that's weirder than lighting a fucking candle for nine nights in a row. Okay. And and you get a fucking dreidel as a present. Woman. It is eight nights. And there's songs? Taylor, (laughs) (laughs) tell me how Santa flows into the... The Christmas thing. Is oh, I don't know, but it's magic. Exactly. That's so, all Christmas is, is magic. So the magic of Hanukkah was that these candles actually burnt for eight days. It's a real story. <laughs> like, you're actually... Mm-hmm. like Okay. Where'd Santa come from? Reindeer. Old St. Nick. St. Nicholas. Yeah. Look it up. I don't have time for that. Okay. Anyways, I so growing up Jewish, one, I was given a huge burden... That I never asked for as a child. So to all my listeners right now, if you know a Jewish kid, just give him a hug right around this time because no, I'm so serious, Taylor. This is emotional because I was left to harbor the secret that Santa isn't real for years while you ignorant little fucks run around the playground like, oh my God, he came to my house last night. And I'm like, I bet he did. Because as a little Jewish kid, you are told... Santa's not real, but all these weirdos think so. So you got to make sure all your friends know. And we are serious about that. You instill good things in these little Jewish kids for them to understand. Everybody else believes this. Let them, let them believe it. Let them have their magic. 
don't say anything. But I'm confused. Why were you even told that he didn't exist in the first place so that you didn't miss out on the whole spirit of Santa? I uh, no, honestly, I think it just is a Jewish like uh, we didn't celebrate Christmas. We didn't do a Santa thing. Like I never got pictures with him. Like I think it's just a Jewish custom, a tradition of sorts that you to tell just your kids know and- that Santa isn't real and and to be that really good Jewish friend. That just lets your friends talk about their make-believe friend. So I guess I'm confused. So, I, I, and I'm trying to understand. So what the hell did you do? Like, did you feel left out? Yeah, all the time. So so that's where, that's you know, raise, raising Elena comes in. And I don't want her to feel left out, you know, because ha- Hanukkah was beautiful. D- yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And if maybe if I had gone to a, a school with with more Jewish kids, mm-hmm. you know, a, a more dense population of Jews, I, I don't know. But I didn't have a lot of Jewish friends to, you know, harbor these secrets with. I didn't have a lot of Jewish friends to celebrate with, I suppose. So you kind of do feel like that left out kid. And, I mean, I, I had to have you explain to me, Secret Santa versus White Elephant. I mean, I just never and did Easter. any of yeah, all of it. I, I don't get any of it. But I, it, yeah, okay. it's it's a lot for for somebody who's coming from nothing, so to speak, to to try to instill these good values into my daughter, um, appropriately, and, and to know fun elf on a shelf traditions, and you know that you're supposed to leave out milk and cookies. I've seen. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Elf on the Shelf is some new shit that I have to learn because I didn't have no fucking Elf on the Shelf when I was little. But I think they're all kind of new things. So at Advent calendars, I don't know how long those have been around for. But oh, at least since I was little. Okay. But th- those are super popular. I've seen um, people take, like, their husband's work boots and they'll take, like, flour, like baking flour, the white flour, flour uh, <laughs> and sprinkle it around the boot. And, and make footprints in that's their house. So it's adorable. Smart. It's adorable. But but that's what I'm saying. Where's the fucking Jewish manual on people trying to do all of this? Because I need a list of appropriate and, and fun, cute, like, Santa things to do for my daughter mm-hmm. when I'm coming from literally nothing. And it's hard. You know, one the reason that we're having what part of this topic is because I got into a conversation about Santa presents Versus parents from your pres- parents. Presents from your parents. <laughs> Whatever. Wow. Wow. What is in this white cloth? <laughs> um, yeah. So so again, not knowing, not having gone through it myself, I know what I read online or or what my my other friends have told me, and I'm very torn at how I want to approach presents from Santa. So I'm going to send this to you, but I'm also going to tell you mm-hmm. this. I'm not trying to cut you off, but there's this, this thing that's been circulating the internet for a couple of years. And it's basically about like when your child, um, decides when it, when it's the appropriate time to tell your child that Santa doesn't exist, like whatever. Um, and it's pretty beautiful because, and to basically the, the, the part of it is like, do you actually want to know about the truth about Santa? Because it's like some kid, like this kid went to school and someone told him like, you know, oh, Santa's not real. Like, you're so stupid for still believing that. And that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, like, do you want to know the truth? And it's like, you know, 
oh, yes, like, are you sure? Because it comes with an even bigger responsibility if I do tell you the truth about why Santa doesn't, or, or sorry, if I do tell you the truth about Santa. Like, it's like, I still want to know. Like, okay. Santa does exist, but it's not the Santa you think it is. And basically telling them your job moving forward is to be a Santa to everyone, to do things for other people without ever wanting or accepting praise, like to basically do things quietly because your kid's whole life, you're the one that's buying them these gifts Mm -hmm. and that they're getting so excited about. And generally the gifts from Santa are the things the kids want the most because as the parent, it's seeing the joy on their face and knowing that like, yes, you contributed to that, but they have no idea that it was you. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, I feel like for me, every gift that I got from Santa, and I remember some of them, every gift I got from Santa was what I wanted the most. And then all the other gifts that I got, like from my grandparents or from my mom were um, like the other stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. But so I feel like the general rule is that so that when you're able to give them the message of you have to be a Santa now, basically like, and not a Santa, like you need to buy people gifts, but like do things for people without expecting anything in return, do things for people without them knowing that you did it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it makes it stick out more to them once you tell them that than it would if like Santa gave you a dreidel, but your parents got you a big wheel. <laughs> and the other problem, here's the other problem with the Santa thing. When these kids go to school, and this is why I hate all the new traditions, yeah. like the elf on the shelf and all this other stuff. Because when these kids go to school, they talk about it. Like, oh, well, Santa still had snow on his boots because it was all over, you know, my apartment. Or, oh, well, Santa got me, you know, an Xbox 360. And, oh, well, Santa only got me, like, clothes. Because yeah. it depends on, like, what the parents can do. Uh, that, so it, it's just, it's... No, it's so, so I want to piggyback off exactly what you just said. Mm-hmm. That That's where I, as a future fucking Christmas mom... Um, I'm torn on what to do. So I, I had read something somewhere that was basically saying just that. It, it's got to be so discouraging for children to go to school and have all of their friends talking about, you know, all of these presents that Santa got them when you as a child might not have gotten the best gifts from Santa or any at all. Mm-hmm. So this is something that couldn't just start with me. It couldn't just start with a handful of people. It, it's got to be like a large change. So I understand that that's probably not feasible overall. But, you know, this article was saying that, you know, why why does Susie get clothes from Santa? But the same Santa, you know, in theory, is giving Johnny uh, this, this brand new bicycle. Mm-hmm. Susie got clothes. Johnny got a bicycle. It's supposed to be the same Santa. You know, what what happened? So they were saying that you should make all of the necessities, you know, clothes and and such from Santa. Mm-hmm. And then maybe like one or two uh, medium type gifts from Santa. Because, I, I mean, these kids are spending time writing him letters and putting out a wish list. They're going to take pictures and see him. I mean, it would suck if you're <laughs> communicating to this guy and he's not hearing you because all you get are fucking clothes and that's not what you asked for. Right. However, the article goes on to say that these big expensive gifts, you know, take take a well-off family versus not not so fortunate. Again, you know, that their Santa can only afford so much. So it's got to, again, be discouraging that Johnny Santa is getting him this really nice thing. So it's basically trying to find that middle ground of giving 
the appropriate smaller toys from Santa, but but the necessities, and then taking pride in the big toys from mom and dad or grandma and grandpa. No, and I think that's completely fair. I think, though, you, like you said, it takes a large group of people to be willing to do that, and like I obviously I'm fine with doing that, but I do want to say that you're still going to run into the kids who whose parents are like, fuck that, like I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah. And I think in that situation – something that was told to me and it wasn't necessarily pertaining to Santa, but I feel like it can pertain to that is like if Aiden ever were to come to me and like, you know, say like, Oh, well, you know, so-and-so got this from Santa and like, I really wanted this, but like, I didn't get that. And like, I'm just confused why Santa, you know, got them something, but didn't get me, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm just being like, (laughs) this is kind of fucked up. But I'm sorry if someone's kid is bragging about what Santa bought them and it's upsetting my kid. I don't really care. Um, But basically being like, well, you know, Santa had to overcompensate for the love (laughs) that that kid kid doesn't have. And you have so much love that Santa decided to give you clothes. I don't know. Oh. But you know what I'm saying? Like, no, that's, fuck that kid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, trust me. Well, and Taylor, that, that's the difference between you and I. <laughs> I'm filled with black sprinkles, and you have a nice mix of black and rainbow. <laughs> you always know how to phrase things and say things in such, like, delicate, uh, n- uh, beautiful ways. Yeah. But where I'm just sitting here, I'm like, like I can't, I can't tell my kid that, oh, maybe that kid just needs a little more love. And I'm like, no, fuck kid like yeah you go tell that kid that I told you his dad's a cricket lawyer (laughs) he doesn't count (laughs) no but I I I worry well to to be fair like we both probably do but I worry so much about Aiden and her her little heart yeah going and 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 Elena's going into school and and having to deal with other kids and other parenting styles and the the repercussions of that and I know for me I was a very sensitive little kid so I try to like I honestly parenting is just trying to prevent your kid from having the same trauma that you have and trying to prevent them from the same hurt you've gone through that's literally all parenting is (laughs) (laughs) I really fucked up on that one (laughs) I'll get them next time (laughs) (laughs) on the next one. Um, But no, I think, I think you'll do great. And honestly, I'm actually curious if any of our listeners have any, I I think we'll do great at everything. You're an amazing mom. I met you'll do great at Christmas. So (laughs) Um, yeah, sorry. (laughs) And I'll be fine. I'm curious if any of our listeners have any really cute Christmas traditions that they want to share. Like I'm actually interested to know, uh, maybe we do like a little Christmas episode. I would love that. Yeah. Holly jolly. Holly jolly Christmas. All right. Anything else you want to add? No. Kudos to all the Jews. <laughs> Keeping the, the big fat red guy a secret. And, and honestly, if you have Jewish friends, like, celebrate Hanukkah in your household. Like, we literally brought a, bought a menorah, and it, it wasn't as a joke. It was for Corey because he yeah. was over so often. And, again, like, I want Aiden to understand. And then, obviously, you came along, too. But this is before you, right? Yeah, yeah. But I want, I want Aiden to understand, like, there are different – cultures like it's not just christmas i didn't know for a long time you know what i mean like there are different cultures and there are different um situations where people celebrate they have different holidays they celebrate different holidays so if like you have a jewish friend who can walk you through hanukkah 
Like God is not going to come down and smite you for celebrating Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. Jesus was a freaking Jew. We talked about this earlier. Yeah. And no one at me. Don't at me. <laughs> um, but anyway, like celebrate Hanukkah in your household. Teach your kids. Like there are different religions that celebrate different things. You don't have to teach them a religion, but at least to have them be able to be open and perceptive to the fact that the holidays are about giving and about understanding. Uh, this is going to go on to such a rant about organized religion. (laughs) (laughs) So just, again, just, you know, just be mindful of every, like of all, of all people and what they're going through at home. (laughs) You don't like how people asking people to put menorahs in their house. I I mean, do what you want. I got a fucking gang of gnomes in my home right now. (laughs) What religion is that? (laughs) No. Well, the G. Noel. No. <laughs> Noel. You got to put some phlegm behind that. Alex. <laughs> um, alrighty. So I have, <clears throat> it grinds my gears this week. Shocker. Um, <laughs> so as you know, I've been Ubering. I enjoy it. Um, it's like, just as little something for me to, you know, make some extra money. Um, and by Ubering, I mean like Uber, Uber eats, not, I'm not putting people in my fucking car. Cause no, um, we're in the middle of a mm-hmm. pandemic, Alex. But, um, so I have been Uber eating uh, probably since February off and on. Um, and, uh, so I just, I, I know a lot of people Postmates, a lot of people DoorDash, a lot of people Uber eat, whatever the fuck else is out there. On on both sides. Like they're either doing those acts as the driver or 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 ordering. Yeah. Yeah. I just have some things that I'd like to address just, just to keep in mind. Um, number one, if you live in an apartment complex, two things, three things, but the the main two is 90% of the time you live in an apartment complex, you have a gate code, put the fucking gate code in your goddamn notes and then don't get mad when I call you cause you didn't and I can't get in cause I don't have the gate code. Yeah. So <laughs> if you don't know your gate code, go get your own fucking food. I don't. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's fair. <laughs> Especially because the place you're ordering from is probably right down the street. Yeah. You're late. I mean, at me, because. <laughs> but, um. So I, from a technical perspective, I I my work I I deal with the technical pieces of things and. Uh, a development team and software. And the first thing that you're saying, like, why is that not some type of mandatory field? Thank you. Like, it, like, and, and I, I don't want to say mandatory, but why is that not like a requirement to either say gate code? Yes or no. If yes, then like that, that's my job is enhancing stuff like that. So I, I'm confused at why that hasn't, I would love happened. to fucking know. Okay. Love to know. Because I know that the notes section is optional and in parentheses, you know, light gray, it'll say like gate code or, or don't knock or, you know, yeah, whatever it is. Like mm-hmm. it, those are specific notes. But something that is getting an individual to you isn't just an optional note. Like that seems pretty fucking mandatory to, to know how to get there. Right. Right. Confused. I agree. Confused. Yeah. The uh, inquiry my mind wants to know. Second. If your friends have trouble finding your apartment the first time they came over, so does your Uber driver. Yeah. So if you have if you have to give people who come to your apartment every time, 
Like every time you have someone new come to your apartment, if you have to give them instructions, just copy and paste those instructions to the fucking delivery app so we know how to get there. Because I've never had to deliver to the same person twice. So again, just you know, common sense here. Um, and then don't be mad when we can't find your apartment. Like if you live in building 11, we've had this conversation. If you live in building 11 on the second floor, my guess is that your apartment number is going to be 1121. 11, building 11, second floor, apartment one, 1121. Mm-hmm. If you live in building 21 and your apartment number is 1306, how the fuck do you expect me to figure out where your apartment is? Yeah. I can't. Unless I stop at the fucking sign mm-hmm. and, and you got people behind you freaking honking. Oh, go back to the sign. But then don't get mad when you don't get your food right when you want it. That's number two. Number three. And this is, this is my biggest, my biggest gripe. So Uber allows us to do Walmart deliveries. Like if people order groceries, kind of like Instacart, but for Walmart, right? Okay. Okay. Um, and I don't mind them. They're quick. They're easy. They're usually a lot more money. And I usually get bonus money because somehow my fare always gets fucked up and I end up getting more like the next day. So I, I don't mind them. However, if you live on the third floor, it's all apartment. This is all apartment, guys. <laughs> <laughs> if you live on the third floor of a fucking apartment complex and there is not parking well, a couple things. If there's no parking near your apartment, I don't give a fuck if you live on this third, second, first floor, okay? But also, if you live on the third floor of an apartment complex, don't order more than two fucking cases of water. And definitely don't order eight cases of water that my ass has to take up three fucking flights of stairs. And I can only carry one at a time. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. If you don't want to go get your water, I don't want to go get your water. Yeah. And it I- happens all the fucking time. All the time. Uh, so I think that that is not not a lack of self-awareness. That's that's a lack of putting yourself in other people's mm-hmm. shoes. They, honestly, Taylor, I mean, there are some that have probably thought about it and they just don't give a shit. Like, oh, that's what I'm paying you for. Put, uh, I'm not going to put my shopping cart away. Yeah. Somebody's paid to do that. Mm-hmm. In their mind, it might be like, no, fuck you. Like, you, you chose this job. Walk my waters up three floors. But any rational person who understands, like, oh, yeah, I don't want to do that. It's a hefty walk. Why would you make somebody else do that? That's shitty. Also, what are you doing with eight fucking cases of water? <laughs> COVID, Taylor. <laughs> Get a fucking Brita filter. No, no I, that I agree. That's so much cheaper. I just so, anyway, that's my grinds my gears. Just be mindful of your Uber of your Uber drivers and, and understand that they're not all, because there are some that I come across, like, I'll be waiting in line at a restaurant, and there are some that I come across that are fucking rude. Oh, I'm sure. They're not all that. Some of them are like me. Rude, <laughs> but a female. Just trying to make a little side <laughs> yeah, hustle. Just trying to make a little side money, you know? Um, trying to be a sugar mama for Cheney. <laughs> That's my Uber salary. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> just be, keep, please keep that in mind because Jesus freaking Christ. I, anyway. Um, all right. So lastly, let's wrap this shit up. Yeah. Okay. Oh, boy. That's not the right one. <laughs> question yeah okay alex yes okay my question is what secret conspiracy would you like to start what conspiracy theory would you start i'll go first yeah please do i would like to start the conspiracy theory it probably already is one that Andrew has bugged my house. 
that's fact. <laughs> it's not proven fact, but <laughs> Cheney has bugged my house. No, I was really thinking about this because it's hard because it's like I feel like everything that I could label as a conspiracy theory, anything I could come up with, it's already been it's already been made up. Like, oh, a hundred percent. Well, I mean, and <laughs> the dark, the dark web. Uh, you will find some interesting conspiracy theories about fucking anything. I mean, obviously there are the larger, you know, who shot JFK and what nine uh, eleven, like where there's a ton of traction on conspiracy theories involved with those, but even on smaller scales, like, like you know, McDonald's popping up and, and pigeons being surveillance drones. Like, Have you been on the dark web? No. Maybe. No. <laughs> I'm a little creeped out. Okay, well, then why don't we do our favorite conspiracy theories? Because I have one. Because it's hard to come up with one. So I'll do, what's your favorite conspiracy theory? Still No. <laughs> I mean, I don't usually get into them. So I just, I'll just. I'll I go. make my own up. I, I've had a lot, uh, high thoughts also, but a lot run through my mind when COVID was happening because that was so front of mind. It was making you wonder like, and, and it wasn't anything I honed in on. It wasn't anything like heavy, but you know, what are they putting in this vaccine? Are they trying to bug us? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, um, it, are they trying to cause a world war something or other mm-hmm. you know are are they uh, hoping that i mean i th- it, it went down a rabbit hole one night a lot of marijuana marijuana helping us open our minds you got, a, you got a bubble thing in there a bong hit as a matter of fact alex i do god that was loud <laughs> um so, honestly, my whole thing is um, my favorite one, and I actually just came across it, but I do I do agree with that, and I feel like the funny thing is a lot of, we're not going to make this political, but just, you know, make sure you kind of listen to your neighborhood conspiracy theorists. Just, be, just because. Honestly, some of them are so well thought out and pieced together that they might not be. Conspiracy. Yeah. So my favorite conspiracy theory as of late, mm-hmm. I just saw this and I, I don't, I haven't looked too much into it, but um, have you ever Google Earth uh, Antarctica? Like have you ever looked at Antarctica in satellite view? No, okay. not recently. <laughs> not in my 30 years. So if you do. I just need another shot of tequila. <laughs> I'm 30. 30. If you do, um, there is a section at the very bottom that is like very bottom of the globe that is um, blurred out and there are no satellite images of it anywhere and it's not a matter of like not being able to go there because if you're getting a satellite image like you're not on like it's not like the temperature like the temperature doesn't affect the satellite right Uh so this doesn't really make sense right there are um conspiracy theories that state that um it's a portal to basically like a world within our world like it's a portal to another world or essentially not like a black hole but it's a portal right like and the other side of the globe no not like you know hold a china or whatever or dig oh. a hold of china but like literally like it's a portal and there's all actually like ancient hieroglyphics that depict this like this portal in antarctica and nobody's been there so there's some general or something and again i haven't looked too far into it but there's some general or something who like all of the nations. This is the weird. This is the weird part. Uh-huh. Every single nation. We can't agree on jack shit, but they all agreed 
to put a travel ban on Antarctica. All of them, collectively. There's not one nation that did not agree to that. Are people traveling to Antarctica on a frequent basis? Well, you're not allowed to. <laughs> There's a military base on Antarctica. Did you know that? Gross. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. So, again, like, none of it really makes any sense. Like, no, people aren't frequently traveling to Antarctica. But you can go to the North Pole. Why can't you go to the South Pole? Wait, there's a North really is a North Pole. Yes. Wait, are you fucking serious right uh, now? I have so much to learn. Wait, are you for real? Yeah. Alex. I thought. The North Pole. Of which way is Antarctica? South. Or da- so that's not the North Pole. No, Unless it's the South Pole. Holy fuck. The South Pole. There's is the Earth flat? <laughs> I fucking <laughs> Uh, that that might be my favorite conspiracy. <laughs> that the Earth's flat? I haven't looked into it enough. I'd like to know their logic. I'm interested. No, I I did read somewhere that if the Earth was in fact flat, every cat on Earth would have pushed shit over the edge of it by now. <laughs> Cats are assholes. Yeah. You know what would be fun? Let's ask the listeners who have made it this far. <laughs> um, how would you guys feel about us actually doing a conspiracy theory episode? On or off marijuana? It's a two-part question. <laughs> it could be a two-part episode. It could be a two-part I'm voting. Episode. I'm voting. I yes. know how you're voting. Okay, <laughs> we can do one sober. <laughs> I guess. Um, but no, I actually am really curious uh, if the listeners would be interested in, in hearing uh, like literally a conspiracy theory episode. Like they submit their cons- favorite conspiracy theories, we research them and then come back with our own conclusions and debate it on the podcast. I like. We'll it. pick like the top three. I like it. I'm way down. Okay, so if you have a conspiracy theory, I'll put I will put a box on the Instagram, like on the on the stories, for you to submit your conspiracy theory, and we'll have a vote, and we'll see which one wins, or which ones win. Okay, so I liked that. So your favorite conspiracy theory is flat Earth, and my favorite conspiracy theory is whatever fucking portals at the South Pole. I yeah, I want to hear more about that. I want to research that one a little myself. Yeah, because that's. Interesting, if it in fact is a portal, and all of a sudden every country is agreeing... None of us can go there. Don't go there. Yeah. yeah. And there's a military base. For what? What the fuck's going on in Antarctica? Other than that they're just trying to keep us out. Cold War. <laughs> okay. Okay, bye. All right, you guys. Um, if you want to share your cringy DMs or dating stories with us, talk to us about dicks. Nipples. Nipples. Uh, send them to us at champagnetearspod at gmail.com or you can DM them to us at champagnetearspod on, sorry, champagne.tears.pod on Insta. Um, please follow, rate, subscribe where you listen. And as always, thank you so much for tuning into this shit show. We will see you next time. Bye bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs>